This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending February 20th of 2021, how rents are doing in smaller markets, whether opportunity zones are turning profits, and an easy place to find flood risk data for individual properties. I'm Kathy Fedke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We'll begin with economic news from this past week and another disappointing report on the job market. The latest jobless report shows that new applications rose to a four-week high of 861,000 state claims last week. Combined with claims for temporary federal programs, the total is once again over 1 million at 1.38 million applications. New home construction is also going through a rough patch because of freezing weather in many parts of the country. The Census Bureau reports that U.S. builders broke ground on new homes at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.58 million in January. That's 6% lower than December and about 2% lower than the figures for January of last year. And while single-family starts have been surging above multifamily starts in previous months, they were down 12% nationwide in January, while multifamily starts were up 16%. The frigid weather isn't impacting homebuilder sentiment, The National Association of Home Builders reports a slight increase in the monthly confidence index. It had moved lower during the last two months of 2020, but it's been well above a midway point, which means confidence levels are positive. Challenges that builders are dealing with include high prices for lumber, which is making it harder to build affordable homes. Home buyers are gobbling up whatever existing inventory they can find. The National Association of Realtors says that January sales were up 0.6% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 6.69 million. That's 23.7% higher than a year ago. That also brought inventory to a record low of 1.9 months. Six months is considered normal for a healthy housing market. NAR's chief economist, Lawrence Yun, says buyers quickly snatched up virtually every new listing coming on the market. Sales easily could have been over 20% higher if there had been more inventory. Mortgage rates moved higher this past week, Freddie Mac says the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was 8 basis points higher at 2.81%. It says there are factors driving rates higher, but expects them to remain in the low 3% range for the year. And another news-making headlines, renters have been attracted to smaller markets to find more space during the pandemic along with lower costs. But that's also driving rents higher. Realtor.com's January rental report shows that a slowdown in rent growth that began last July started speeding up again in January. It wasn't a huge increase, though. The national median rent went up 0.8%, and it's still below pre-pandemic levels of growth. But it's a sign that rent growth is picking up speed. The national median rent is now $1,442. And although we're seeing a strong migration to the suburbs, some investors are counting on big city comeback. According to the Wall Street Journal, investors are looking for bargains and buying condos in bulk at wholesale prices. The journal is calling this group of investors Costco shoppers for condos. The strategy is to buy them at fire sale prices and rent them out until the market recovers, with plans to sell them after that. A bulk buyer can reportedly get a discount of 25 to 35% off of the asking price. Many of the investors who've put money into Opportunity Zone projects are seeing significant gains. Adam Data Solutions says that median home prices increased in 77% of the zones from Q4 of 2019 to Q4 of 2020 and that almost two-thirds of the zones saw more than a 10% increase. Investors get a substantial tax break when they invest in Opportunity Zone projects. The program was established by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, a 
as a way to inspire redevelopment in low-income areas. Adam's chief product officer, Todd Tedda, says that double-digit growth is significant. He says not only does it show market strength, but also suggests that many distressed communities are ripe for the redevelopment that the Opportunity Zone tax breaks are designed to promote. Redfin announced that it will soon display flood risk data on listing pages. Realtor.com was the first to do so last summer. That sparked criticism from Redfin about how that information could reduce the value of the existing home and hurt the homeowner, but that concern has apparently dissipated. As reported by Housing Wire, Redfin has decided that the benefits outweigh the initial concern. Redfin's chief product officer, Christian Taubman, says, By publishing the flood factor score, we're making it easier to understand the risk each home faces of being damaged by flooding, meaning everyone can make better informed decisions about buying and selling. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. If you'd like to get more free information, you can visit our website at newsforinvestors.com, where we have over 500 webinars on the ins and outs of real estate investing. Again, that's newsforinvestors.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.